This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, a question on coffee shop etiquette and where the boundaries are for business owners trying to make a living. So this comes from a very specific story and a very specific scenario, actually, because earlier this week, a coffee shop owner in Carnavron Street uh, in Penang posted a photo of his customer on Facebook with the caption, if this man wants to be famous, let's help him. And in case you don't speak sarcastic coffee shop owner, uh, what that actually equates to is, I don't like how this customer is behaving and I want everyone to know that. So... In relation to the behaviour, apparently the man in question had not ordered any drinks um, and also had refused to pay the one ringgit fee that was mandated by the owner for not ordering said drinks from the coffee shop. And as you would expect, people online were not happy about this post and the Google review rating of the coffee shop went from 4.2 stars to 1.3 stars. We've seen this happen to other folks as well. So... After that, the owner publicly uh, apologised for publicly shaming the customer, although he said he's still going to maintain that one ringgit surcharge for those who don't order drinks at his outlet. Uh, He went on to say that it was a matter of principle and that he had a right to safeguard his own interests as an owner in imposing the surcharge. Now, after the pushback and the criticism, he's deactivated his Facebook page um, and then added a fake account that uploaded a poll on Facebook saying that, um, uh, sorry, he added that a fake account had been put on Facebook, um, essentially calling for the closing of his shop and so on. Um, But according to the star, this online backlash hasn't affected actual business at the place. Now, I think it's important to understand um, the general model that most of these coffee shops operate under, right? Because um, it basically tends to be that the coffee shop is the space and then it's um, rented it usually rents out spots to other hawkers and other businesses that may sell various kinds of food. And for the coffee shop itself, on top of the rent that they're getting from these vendors, they make their money from the drinks. So not very surprising that um, owners might choose to do it. It's also by no means not the uh, the only time that coffee shop owners have chosen to do this. Um, last year, um, a coffee shop owner put up a sign um, saying that people who don't order drinks would have to pay a fee of 50 cents per person um, because he said sometimes up to five customers would sit at a table without ordering anything. So... You've, you've talked us through the business model. I wanted to bring up the question of what has been considered as etiquette or what people would think of as the correct thing to do or maybe what we've just been told is the correct thing to do because coffee shops are one place where this applies. Um, one of the places in which this applies where the, the premise is that if you're there, you, you are supposed to order a drink, um, you know, for all the reasons that we've just talked about. I think popular food courts also, this is something that that you see, um, food courts or street food settings where whatever, whichever table you end up sitting at is going, you're, you're going to get approached by people from the drink stall closest to where you are. And again, if you're not going to order from them, it's an unspoken thing. They have, of course, not started doing a surcharge. You know, it's it's not the same kind of setting. Nobody owns a table that is supposed to be meant for, uh, supposed to be for collective use. But the the idea of etiquette 
and of people making remarks or of people kind of making things unpleasant if you choose not to get a drink from that drink stall, for instance, is one that's not unknown to me at least, something that I'm very sensitive to whenever I'm eating out in these sorts of settings. So the shaming of the customer aside, which I don't condone, um, I'm not sure that I think this is such an unreasonable request because I think it isn't dissimilar from if we extend it to cafes, uh, for instance, the other kind of coffee shops. Um, often they, there are many that will say uh, one drink, two hours per table. Um, There are others who are a little softer about it. For instance, if you're using their Wi-Fi, uh, their Wi-Fi cuts out um, after two hours and therefore you'll have to purchase another drink to get a new Wi-Fi code. So there are many ways in which they try and make sure that one person basically doesn't take advantage of the business by sitting there and not... um, paying, essentially. Um, Where this gets tricky in the case of these coffee shops is that the customer might assume, well, I'm paying for the food. Why do I have to buy a drink? But this is why you have to buy a drink, because the owner of the coffee shop isn't actually making money off of the food. So the the boundary of how you protect your business, whether it's imposing a surcharge, whether it's being generally unpleasant, or in this case, outright putting a customer up online and saying, hey, listen, you know, I, I think that boundary is worth questioning how it is that you do it, uh, what right you have to do it. I think those are interesting points. The The fact that the photo went up in the first place also indicates that whatever circle the uh, coffee shop owner moves in, he must have felt pretty confident that he was going to get validated. Now, it didn't work out that way, but I think that goes to show you how widely, um, how perhaps there is a, a different strong difference or a strong uh, gap in terms of belief because he definitely felt that he was going to get support for this, right? Yes, it did seem that way. Um, And I don't think he anticipated the kind of um, pushback or the feedback that this got. Um, But I think... I think that the the tone of the caption also didn't help. Um, It wasn't just, here's a customer who sat here for an hour and didn't pay and didn't get a drink. It was the whole, if he wants to be famous, let's help him. I mean, I think that kind of sarcasm and snark wasn't needed. There are also coffee shop owners who make their reputation on that sarcasm and snark. So, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that it's not... I I think most people would be familiar with this sort of uh, tone. So we'd like to hear from you. Our lines are open. Which side of this do you land on? Is it within the rights of a coffee shop owner to ask for a surcharge when you don't order a drink? We're talking about this because a recent case in Penang went viral where a coffee shop owner essentially... um, shamed a customer online for not ordering a drink um, while at his premise. Let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Before Friday materialises, BFM. 89.9. It's 5.18. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about, um, well, may I say, a hot debate that's been happening online. Um, it comes on the wake of um, a coffee shop in uh, Penang on Jalan Canaveran, uh, essentially posting about a customer who didn't order a drink when he sat down at the shop. Um, The owner says that they impose a one ringgit fee if you don't order drinks. Um, So we've been asking you, which side of this do you land on? Is it within the rights of a coffee shop owner to ask for a surcharge when you don't order a drink? 
weigh in. You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We have plenty of thoughts coming in. Yes, we do. So Rebecca says, this drink condition is fine by me, but I'm not okay with the policy that doesn't allow seating if I order from different stalls. The hawker territory was ugh. But then this drink policy in KL is so rare. Rebecca, yes, my anxiety about this comes from other states when I don't exactly know the rules, but then I start seeing like the dagger eyes shooting around and I was just coming out for dinner and I wasn't ready for all of this. That's when all of that's when it happens. But the the hawker territory was and the moment when you realize you're in the thick of it, so real, too real. The hawker territory was luckily I've never caught up in. Generally they're quite clear. They will tell you you cannot sit here. So I've not had to I've not had to be shamed and told to leave. Sharmila, sometimes there aren't enough people yes. around to tell you <laughs> that you can't sit there until you're back with your plate. With your plate, and then, yes. Yeah, and I know. all of it. And then you get chased off and then, you, you know, you just run into the street like a rat and you don't know what to do. <laughs> but in relation to that, um, actually, Jimster was saying, just wondering if the customer was told beforehand. Um, and I wanted to say... Connecting that to what Rebecca said about KL, um, generally I've seen premises that enforce this put up little signs on the wall saying um, minimum drink order, one ringgit required or something like that. Um, I've never been blindsided by it. But in this case, I'm actually not sure. Um, I'm also hoping because, you know, I know neither the, the man in question nor the coffee shop owner. I'm hoping that there was a reasonable conversation prior to what turned out to be an unreasonable online shaming Yeah, because move. like that would seem like an escalation that was unnecessary if it just came out of nowhere. Uh, correct. Um, and also, you know, if you're going to say, if he wants to be famous, one, one assumes that you spoke to you spoke to the gentler, you know, to actually ask and check. Um, we've also got, well, um, we also have this from Nazri who says, why doesn't the fella just order ice kosong for 50 cent? People do it all the time at Mamak's. So I guess that's the thing, right? Like I also assume that generally people would water water and that usually you'd be fine. Uh, but clearly there are people who won't um, or who think they needn't. Well, I would also say that this is complicated um, in the same way that Rebecca mentioned. Um, I think this is complicated in the sense that what if I don't like the fact that you have a surcharge, but I really like the food at your coffee shop? Might I not go there and out of principle refuse to order the 50 cent I am not saying I would. I'm just saying that it is a possibility in the Malaysian food landscape that this is how people could think about it. Well, CK says, coffee shop owner reserves the right to implement the rules provided they state it clearly. Customers should either follow the rules or don't even go to the shop if you don't agree. So... Uh, however, uh, CK goes on to say, however, viraling it in such a way is a wrong move by the owner because it gives the public a wrong concept. Is such a small case, just one ringgit, is it necessary to make it viral like this? Yeah, so I I agree in general that it's the wrong move. It's a bad move. Um, it doesn't reflect well upon the business. It's not exactly a welcoming thing to do. However, According to reports, at least, the popularity of the store hasn't been affected by it. And that leads me actually to a spin-off question. So just to be clear, we are talking today about the idea of paying a one ringgit surcharge or a surcharge of some kind. If you go to a coffee shop and you order food, but then you don't order a drink. And some places do this, some others don't. Um, so we're asking you, is it okay? 
are you all right with businesses doing this? But based on the messages that we're getting, I would like to ask a second question, which is, um, are you okay with business owners being less than polite if the food is really good or if the drinks oh. are really good? Because this is a this is a Malaysian reality, right? Like sometimes the mythology of a place is that, yeah, they're great, they're amazing, they're really rude, they're horrendous, but it doesn't matter. Um, and in fact, it's kind of the norm that's expected in other countries. I'm thinking of places like uh, like Hong Kong, where the rudeness of waiters is, is legend and nobody minds. Um, so that's a separate thing. I'm not talking about public shaming because public shaming is never okay. But are you cool with going to a coffee shop or um, you know an eatery if you really like the food, you really like the the vibe, but you don't like the owner or the owner's really rude? A certain Kwetiau uncle in PJ who you try and alter your order even a bit, and he will not stand for it comes to mind. And yet, um, and yet, he will not I continue stand going. He won't even. He won't even accept the fact that you said anything sometimes. Yes, like he like will just pretend he wall. doesn't hear you. Yeah. Yes, because exactly. he, I make the kwetiau the way I make it. That's all. So, yeah, separate question. Are we okay <laughs> with are we okay with um our food vendors being not so polite, you know, just because we like the food? In the meantime, we do have this uh, anonymous voice note that's just come in. So, I disagree with the like a penalty charge if you're at a kopitiam and if you don't order, and you, yeah, you have to pay the penalty. I really do not agree with that. I am a Penangite, uh, so we are. We can be calculative with what we spend. Uh, really depends. And I, I don't think these Kopitiam owners are not making anything because I have friends whose parents own Kopitiam, and I, I know what they drive, so I roughly have an an idea what they earn. So even if no one orders the drinks from them. Um, which is quite rare. I think 90% of the patrons would order drinks. They're definitely making a pretty profit. So being petty and imposing a charge of a ringgit if you don't order drinks when you're already eating there, it's, it's ridiculous. Thank you for that. Um, actually, Eric is making a similar point saying, wait, does the shop not get rental from the hawker stalls? Yes. So I, we said this actually earlier in the setup that generally the, the way this works is that yes, Owners do get rental. Um, the the word that the owners the owners who do impose the surcharge the word that they've been using to describe why they do it is upkeep. Um, so they say that they need it for for upkeep for their stall and what have you. But I yeah. I just want to say that I appreciate hearing from a Penangite because there are elements of the story that are very Penang, but <laughs> yes. as someone who's not from there, I can't talk about. So I, I appreciate someone um, from the state and city bringing these elements up and into the fore. Well, there are actually though a number of people who are saying it's fine to to have to order a drink. So uh, Tinagar, for instance, saying, I think it's only fair that if you sit in a coffee shop to order something. But I think the uh, owner overreacted by shaming the customer. That's not good. In the UK, in some shops, one gets to use the loo only when one orders something and pays for it. And then there's a code to unlock the loo. Uh, this is not just the UK, right? Mm, a, yes. a lot of places in um, US, for example, do this as well. And that's partly a safety and regulation thing. But the the owner overreacting by shaming the customer, I think we can all agree on. Um, but whether or not you need to order something is one that we're seeing a divide on in the messages. So uh, let's see. Munif says... 
this whole issue, I think, boils down to common sense and empathy. It's a business. It's not a charity. Common sense dictates that you can't go taking up seating while not paying a thing. On the empathy part, did it have to go straight to online shaming um, by the premise owner, assuming that it did go straight to that without a prior civil discussion? Yeah, um, I also actually am curious about whether there was a discussion beforehand um, because it does seem like there's been some implication that the customer refused to pay, uh, but I'm actually very, I'm not sure at all because um, all we know is that initial post that was uploaded. Uh, on that point about the question you were asking, Lynn, about whether uh, the politeness of the vendor um, is offset by the food. Uh, Fadzli says, unless the vendor's Gordon Ramsay, no food is worth swallowing if the vendors are jerks. See, the thing is, Gordon Ramsay isn't mean to the customers. <laughs> this is the beauty of the thing. Gordon Ramsay is mean to the people he works with. The whole being mean to customers thing, I feel, is quite an Asian thing. It's something that we, we seem to grow up accepting that doesn't really matter. Um, I Look, I care about it, but only up to a point. And if it's a place that has a, uh, a a status of personal legend in my life, for example, if it's somewhere I've been going since I was a child, or if it's somewhere that my parents have been going since they were children, you know, all the rest of it. And we've all always known and accepted that these people are rude or difficult. I actually kind of accept it as part and parcel of the experience. So I'm interested to hear from people who, well, who do or don't. Linia, meanwhile, is saying charging one ringgit for not ordering drinks at a coffee shop is like cafes and restaurants that refuse to give you water and force you to order bottled water. Thank you for bringing that up, Linia. It's such a personal bugbear, having to pay for regular water and instead... Uh, and either not serving regular water or forcing you to pay for it or forcing you to order bottled water. Agreed. Um, I mean, we haven't even started talking about how much people charge for ice, but maybe that's a, <laughs> that's a separate conversation. So we have a multi-pronged question for today. Um, do keep sending your thoughts through. On the one hand, we're asking, which side of this do you land on? Is it within the rights of a coffee shop owner to ask for a surcharge when you don't order a drink? But we'd also like to know, are you willing to put up with some rudeness from a restaurant owner if the food is really good? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Better finance management. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about a coffee shop in Penang that... Um, went viral after publicizing the fact that they charge one ringgit if you sit in the coffee shop and don't order drinks. So we'd like to hear from you. Which side of this do you land on? Is it within the rights of a coffee shop owner to ask for a surcharge when you don't order a drink? We also have a spin-off question that's come up. Um, how willing are you to put up how willing are you to put up with rudeness from a restaurant owner if the food turns out to be really good? Sorry, um, I, I feel I just want to clarify a little bit. Not restaurant owner, vendor. Vendor, yes. Restaurant owner is very different, right? Like if I think about the service I expect in a restaurant versus the kind of service that I'm okay with from a from a food stall vendor, a hawker, a hawker setting, it's very different. So yeah, not restaurant. That's fair. So from a hawker stall or from a coffee shop, right? Uh, keep those thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, let's start with um, let's start with one on the how much you're willing to put up with. We have a voice note. This is from Johnny. 
Hello, BFM. Is it not a norm when their business is too good, they become arrogant and abusive? I think when this happened, I will not go back to that shop and uh, go to find some place where it's less business and they are more friendly. Thank you. Thank you for that, Johnny. Um, I I know a lot of people who make this choice. Um, I personally also, if I have a poor experience, so... Kwetiao uncle aside, who who isn't um, sort of overtly rude, but is more gruff, um, I'm willing to put up with. I think I'm not willing to put up with people um, being sort of openly rude to you. So so it depends for me on how funny I find it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I know that sounds like an odd thing to say, but I think it's a very different thing from somebody where you go there and you actively feel bad after eating or you just didn't even want to give them money because you thought that they were so rude and so horrible versus someone where you're like, actually, why are you like this? You you drive a BMW. (laughs) I don't don't get why you're so grumpy. Um, And that is a completely different vibe, which is something that we're getting from um, Calvin, who says it's absolutely fine. This is in relation to the, the issue of the drink, but then also spiral off into the other question. Uh, It's absolutely fine if there's information beforehand, if you need to buy a drink to sit there, but if there isn't, then no, I don't accept it. Uh, This is so that patrons can make a well-informed decision to proceed being a patron at said coffee shop. As for root vendors, Sharmila, I know which Guitiao shop you're hinting at. Most people do. I gladly went back, bringing friends even. It's free entertainment for me and my buddy, so why not? <laughs> so this is what you mean, right? By yeah. Sometimes it's it's part of the charm of the shop that you have a slightly grumpy person serving you the food. But I think there's a line between that and actively treating patrons badly. Well, uh, Max says, absolutely not. Restaurants are in the service industry. I'm deeply bothered each time I head to Hong Kong. And it's a huge turnoff when I eat in London Uh, in places operated by Hong Kongers. This is starting to feel personal. Uh, I make it a point to discourage my friends and family from visiting these restaurants. I guess the Hong Kong point is, um, as you mentioned earlier, Lynn, that um, a lot of their uh, long-time operators do have that reputation for being quite terse. Well, terse is a very kind word for what it actually is. But um, again, I would like to at this point draw the distinction between restaurants where it's just a no-go versus street food vendors where I feel like a little bit of attitude can sometimes be part and parcel of the story. But, you know, to each their own. I, I'm certainly not expecting everyone to agree. Munif says, there's no such thing as bad publicity. In Tambon Ipo, there is a roti chanai seller called roti chanai bebai. Bebai, I think, which is a northern slang for sulk. He's famous for his tantrums, but that's exactly why people go there. Heck, I just promoted him here. Munif, I want to go. <laughs> I do want to go. I Look, I don't like being the target of the, the incident, but I like being around and watching it happen. Um, so when I go to these places, I do also uh, kind of shrink back into looking around and then pointing at things. Like, I'll have that. <laughs> You know, no special orders. So before we go back to the, is the charge okay? Um, a couple more messages on um, attitudes. Rebecca says, funnily enough, I'm very scared of the grumpy ones, but I use the same age group opponent customers to help me order, <laughs> aka my parents. So, uh, same age group opponent customer. Yes. I I hear it in the, the street fighter voice, <laughs> you know? It's like, like auntie against uncle type yes, thing. Yes, correct. Uh, Entering the arena. So Siemens says, I give grace to older operators if they're rude. Younger ones, not okay. Siemens, 
I agree. I hadn't thought about it, but I realize now all the people that I'm thinking of or all the, the stories that I have in my head of root vendors that I'm all right with are all are all greyhead. So yeah, maybe maybe this is a thing. Maybe you feel like they've paid their dues and now they can be a bit grumpy. Sometimes it's just funnier. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So going back to whether it's okay to charge that um, surcharge for sitting in a coffee shop and not not ordering a drink. We have, let's see. Um, a voice note? Ah, yes, we do have a voice note. This is from Madhav. Uh, maybe it's a matter of uh, promotion as well, right? I, it's not to say that, you know, they were wrong to charge this additional one ringgit or whatnot. Maybe they package it in a different way. Like if you're high, uh, ordering a food and drink combo, uh, you know, the prices tend to be a bit cheaper than... If you're ordering a la carte, maybe they can have some sort of uh, that meal plus drink combo situation, which is accepted basically everywhere. Uh, it's the same thing as, you know, if you're um, not order, ordering drink, pay the one against searches or whatnot. So it's using a carrot rather than a stick kind of approach. Maybe it's just how they do it. Um, not to say that they're wrong per se, as long as they you know, mention it up front. But yeah, I think just things can be handled a little bit better. Madhav, I like that um, use the carrot and not the stick approach. I think it's um, it's what I meant with the whole some places tend to say, well, if you want to use our Wi-Fi every two hours, you have to get a new code. Um, I think it perhaps goes down a little easier than um, than saying you have to pay this. Yes. There's also, let's see, um, well, there, oh, yes, Aslan says, I didn't expect such an interesting subject in horror stories. If I put myself in the business owner's shoes, I would be distressed when a customer, if you could call a non-paying customer a customer, takes up the place for so long, uh, preventing new customers coming in. Maybe certain charges are reasonable, and I think we would see this as fair if we're doing the business, but services given should be proportionate to this. Uh, root service does not justify this. Ah, interesting. So that goes back to what kind of service one expects in a coffee shop also, right? Yes, um, but I'm also intrigued by the if you can call a non-paying customer a customer mm. because Fabian, for instance, says, why do people keep saying that you need to pay if you use the premise? I mean, I'm already paying for the food, no? So I think that we we haven't mentioned one facet of it. We, we talked about this earlier in relation to cafes, um, which is... I, I suppose generally seen as a more com comfortable place to sit around, even if you're done with your food. But the truth is people do this in coffee shops too. So it is true that you are a paying customer and then if you finished your bowl of noodles an hour ago and now you're occupying a seat, then, then that's actually another element of this whole etiquette problem that we haven't really attacked. Yeah, because it is a it is a complex question, right? Because a lot of people would argue the rental from the hawker stalls should be sufficient for the coffee shop owner. But the truth is that the customer sitting there, like you said, um, say a table of four for more than two hours, are keeping that table from other customers who may in fact want to order drinks. So I, I suppose I, I kind of get it, I think. We've also got a voice note uh, that's come in. This is from Richard. Hi, BFM. Good evening. Richard here. Richard here. Uh, the two issues. One is to put up with the uh, vendor. Um, it depends on the situation, actually. I, I've, I've got 
stalls that I go to that the business is just too good. So they're so busy. But they are but they are fine, they tell you straight. If you want to wait 40 minutes. If not, I can't help you. So it's your decision. And you, you cannot complain that you wait too long and things like that. Uh, being arrogant is another thing altogether. Uh, that's my view on this. The second one is the surcharge. I don't think the surcharge is appropriate because if I go to the coffee shop, I don't order drinks, but I order food from the stalls there. They collect rental from the stalls. So by right, uh, it's my choice not to order uh, drinks if I don't want to. I just order food, you know. I, I don't I don't agree on paying the surcharge. If they, they do give me a, a, a charge, me a surcharge, I, I will walk, walk away. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for that, Richard. You know, um, I'm actually very much on the side of if the if the store has put up a sign indicating clearly that you need to pay for a drink to use a table um, and you as a customer are also able to walk away, that actually that's all right. Yes, I agree with that. I also think that the distinction between what is considered arrogant versus straightforward is uh, important because sometimes I think in service you expect a constant smile and, you know, pleasantries and all the rest of it. But somebody who's been frank with you for the better part of five hours is maybe more likely to just tell you straight up, you want to wait or not? If you don't want to wait, you can leave. So before we move on to today on Twitter, I just wanted to read this from TIDJ, um, another um, apparently celebrated but not always nice uh, food vendor. Uh, so TIDJ says, there's a famous Hokkien Mee across the road from the Pulau Tikus Balai Polis in Penang. The auntie is infamous for being grumpy and at times dismissive of the customers. But people always go back to her. She sells out by 9.30am. Would I personally go back? I can't say because I dislike Hokkien Mee and have never tried her food. And I've never experienced rude hawkers. Um, I get the uh, foreigner treatment where they're extra nice to me. So I am with you, TIDJ, in that, not, not the nice hawker thing. That has never happened to me. But the, but the Hokkien Mee thing, I agree. Uh, partly because not a fan, also not a morning person. So this whole 9.30 business is just not going to cut it for me. But yeah, this goes to show you the attitude thing, at least in our country, doesn't apply across the board. Sometimes you can succeed for decades I with a terrible go. attitude. I love Hokkien Mee. I would go. I'd go line up ah. at 7 a.m. 7 for this. I, I cannot, no. <laughs> anyway, keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Brand Friendly Marketeers. BFM 89.9. Earlier on in the show, um, we were talking about a coffee shop in Penang that is imposing a one ringgit surcharge on customers uh, who don't order drinks. And we've been asking you where you fall on this. Um, do you think it's fair? Uh, keep your thoughts coming. Once again, that number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, let's look at some messages on the coffee shop situation. We do have a voice note that's come in. This is from Roberto. While it might sound rude <clears throat> for the kind of posting, what I think that is fair to understand is that the person who is sitting and not consuming or just finished, or they are just waiting for some friends and waiting and waiting and waiting, they are blocking two things there. More people wanting to really come and drink because it had happened to me 
that I wanted to see, and I cannot just because somebody just there sitting, not even eating, forget about drinking anything. And the other is that, yes, the table is for the clients of the establishment who wants to drink. So I, you are blocking by not consuming, you are blocking two things, the business and the people who want to come in. I mean, the, the, the situation, I haven't seen the post, but if the place was empty, then no problem. But, I mean, just problem for the business, that is the business owner who is not earning anything. But usually it's not the place, it's not the, it's not the case. So I hope, I, I, I understand the, the, the owner of the coffee shop, and I'm probably one of the few ones who will support his post. Thank you for that, Roberto. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I see I see the rationale behind it from a business perspective. I think, though, as a lot of uh, listeners have pointed out, as a customer, you walk into a premise, you often don't differentiate between owner of coffee shop, hawker stall that I'm buying from. But to be fair, I think that the largest number of messages that we've been getting are actually in relation to, it's fine if mm-hmm. you inform me. Yes, it's and, and I informing. fall on that too. Um, I don't think I would like having sat down already, assuming I needn't have to order, and then being told, perhaps not very nicely, that I had to. Uh, this is probably not a popular opinion, but I can tell you that between an owner who's trying to charge a one ringgit surcharge versus people who finished their food clearly half an hour ago, have no Mm. drinks and are sitting there when they can see 15 people standing waiting for a table, I'm going to side with the owner. Um, And, you know, I think many, many people would, to be honest. Do keep sending your thoughts through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.